0: Welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat: Three Ring Adventure.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat: Three Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host Stephen Glicker in this week's episode. Another tower has been cleared, which means time to go to a new town and try out the cuisine. So you'll notice this in your games, that you sort of fall into a cadence eventually. And in this game, we're falling into a cadence, and that is food, glorious food. Now, I personally love talking about food, whether it's in real life, or in video games, or role-playing games, or even board games, anything to do with food. I'm a foodie, I love food. So, of course, it's a lot of fun to bring in your real-world loves into a role-playing game. And, in fact, that's one of the main reasons why we all like to do this is because you want to bring in some aspect of your life into the fantasy world. Of course, if you're into things like video games or race cars, it might be a little hard to bring that into the fantasy setting. But, you know, you could always rebrand it, you know? Instead of video games, have, like, an obstacle course. Instead of race cars, race dragons or something, you know? But... When it comes to food, obviously, food is the great unifier. Everybody in the entire world eats. Everything eats. So food is a great topic to bring up in any game, because everyone has an opinion on food. Everyone can contribute to the discussion, whether you're outgoing or really shy, it doesn't matter. It's a good topic. Now, some people I've actually heard, not a lot, I've heard some people complain like, ugh, you guys spend all this time on birthdays, you spend all this time on food and drink and all this other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, because A, we have fun with it, and this is our game, and we're enjoying it. And B, because everyone can relate. Everyone has a birthday. Everyone has food. Everyone drinks. Everyone does all of this stuff. And that is really important as a GM to make sure you bring relatable topics to the game. Yes, of course you want to have the fantastical dragons and fantasy element and magic and mystery and all that. And that is something you want as well because that's another reason why people play these games. To get brought away outside the real world and to fantasize. But you can bring it all together. You can have... Dragon Burgers! I keep using dragons all the time, I don't know why, it's like my go-to. You can have Albear Burgers or something like that. And you know, it will make it fun and fantastical. Anyhow, back to the cadence I was talking about. The cadence is, is that they go have an adventure, whether it's at a tower or somewhere else, and then they go to a new town every time they go to a town they find out what's going on in the town they meet the local sheriff or the town mayor or whatever they check out the food they have some fun maybe they party a little maybe they put on the circus and then they go to the next adventure site and this just keeps happening over and over again you know what it's nice it's good to have the cadence it's good to have a rhythm to your game so that way everyone has expectations whenever they come to the table now, of course, not all games will have rhythms to them. And quite frankly, this book and this adventure path kind of has a rhythm. Because it's always, go to a town, go to a tower. Go to a town, go to a tower. Now, this keeps happening. Now, what's making this interesting is that I believe there's only five towers on the Isle of Kortos. And they are going to end up going to, well, looks like four of them. And then they're going to run out of things to do. And they're only halfway through this adventure, which means... What's going to happen next? Well, I tell you, the cadence is going to be disrupted. They're going to have to do some new things, go to new places. So enjoy the food, the fun, and the festivities now while they still have it because that might be going bye-bye in the near future. Anyhow, I would suggest you try to do this in your games whenever you have downtime. Don't make it all shopping. Shopping is boring. A lot of people don't like shopping. Don't make it all around one character and their strange, esoteric interest in accordions and accordion lore and everything to do about polka music. Yeah, that might be interesting for that one player, but your other players are going to fall asleep. Try to bring something that everyone can contribute to, everyone has an opinion on, and it's fun for everyone. And again, I'm just using these examples. There's plenty more examples other than food and fun and festivities this is also the most pg friendly version not that this podcast is really pg i'd say this podcast is very much in the verge of pg-13 r at this rate Or you know what it's pg-13 it's not r it's pg-13 in the sense that if you're listening to this with your family and your kids they won't know what's going on but you will know what's going on and that is the best PG-13 you can have, where it speaks to people in multiple levels. Anyhow, with that, let's get to show notes. Show notes this week, a whole bunch of things. First of all, a lot of people are waiting for BattleZoo Best Theory for Pathfinder 2nd Edition to come out for Fantasy Grounds, because a lot of people, a lot of people in Pathfinder world use Fantasy Grounds. Well, it is out, so you can buy it and use it for your Fantasy Ground games All that's left now is Roll20. Roll20 is almost done. It should be going out any day now. In fact, it's been ready. But strangely, we did what's called the Compendium. And Compendiums are very complex and only done by Roll20 directly. And because of that... I have to go through a whole different process. I know everyone's like, hey, oh, you just like throw it up on Roll20 and it's done. Well, not for me, it's not. So I have to go through this whole process. We'll get it up. Anyhow, you should be expecting that in the near future. So we have BattleZoo Bester for Pathfinder it is completely out. The book, I just got the proofs. The book should be out very, very soon. The hardcover of the book. The PDF's been out forever. Roll20, out any day now. Fantasy Grounds, out. Foundry, out. now the 5 e version has been done and now all those online versions are going to be done which means it's time for dragons and the dragon book is coming out in march i promise you because it's pretty much done now we're just doing editing and editing can take a while but i actually did half of the layout in one day that is how fast i'm getting at this because one of the advantages of all the secondary books now is the Battles of Mystery took the longest time. Because I had to learn everything and I had to get everything set up. Because we're using the same printers and the same size for the books and everything. So, all that's been done. We spent weeks, maybe even months, figuring this out, getting it just right. Absolutely perfect. Well, now that's done, I was able to take the same template and knock out like 80 pages in one day. Because now it's all done. (laughs) It's very quick. And hopefully the Dragon Book will only take a couple of days to lay out. But it does have to go through multiple rounds of edits and copy fit. Copy fit is where we actually make the copy fit on the page. Kind of weird. Paizo does this and I do this. And that's about it. No one does this because it is an absolute nightmare. This is where you have the exact same amount of text not size-wise, but layout-wise on every single page of the book. It goes from the very top of the page to the very bottom of the page. So you never have white space at the bottom of your pages. No one does this, and I mean nobody. I mean nobody, because it is impossible. It is so freaking hard to make every single page have exactly the right amount of text to make it fill up just right, and you know what? it is a nightmare but it is worth it because the pages look just that much nicer that much sharper there's something about paizo books that always have that little extra oomph and you don't know what it is well that's part of it is that all their books just look great because they have this rhythm to them and that is what my books have as well we have the same rhythm the same methodology where we use very similar techniques. So anyone who uses and reads Paizo books, which is probably the majority of you, because, you know, most of you probably play Pathfinder, you will look at my books and say, oh, they look and feel and act exactly the same. And the answer is yes, that's on purpose, so that you feel as comfortable with the BattleZoo line as you do with Paizo. And for those of you new to the line that come from the world of 5e, welcome to beautiful design and layout, because Paizo does an amazing job I like that their designs are fun, they're bright, they're colorful. It's not all grim dark. I'm sick and tired of grim dark. Everywhere you see is grim dark. The other problem with grimdark dark is grim dark in the printed page comes out way dark. <laughs> it sounds kind of weird there, but seriously, like the colors come out muted, like everything just comes out kind of blah. It looks a lot better as a PDF because grimdark dark can be sort of bright. And still dark at the same time. I know that doesn't make sense. But trust me. Just the fact that you're printing it on the page. And if you're using grimdark imagery. Unless you're going through extensive color correction. And using very expensive paper. It's going to look muted and kind of like crap. So what I like to do is go the other way. And have a lot of bright and strong colors. And by the way, we are using the crazy expensive Gorgeous art paper. This is paper no one uses. In fact, they were even stunned. I even said I wanted to use it But I just got the proofs for the Battlestar Bestiary and it is stunning You can actually see the difference in the page quality and the print quality. It is so detailed I'm seeing things in the print that I don't even see online unless I zoom all the way in It's just that crystal clear And again, if you're gonna use very expensive paper, you're gonna get really good results. You know, this is the type of paper they use like in art books. This is not the type of paper they use in role-playing books. So those of you who ordered the book, whether it's for Pathfinder 5e, it is gonna be astounding when you see this thing. Also do make sure you do check out our YouTube channel. We do have a weekly live show every Tuesday at two where you can talk to me and Mark about a variety of role-playing topics. So make sure you check that out. And if you miss the live show you can always see the recorded shows and of course do check out the patreon where you can get the episodes early you can join us live you can talk to us during the games themselves and again i promise you we are going to be updating the patreon i'm just trying to finish these books as quickly as possible and we're on a roll here actually after the dragon book goes out we will have a little bit of a break because the indigo isles book is so gargantuan that it's going to take a while for us to go through and lay this out. So it's not something we can just crank out like I am doing with the Dragon Book. Not that the Dragon Book is getting cranked out, but it's going a lot faster than the other two books are going to take. I'll put you that way. So again, check that out. Just go to patreon.rollforcomment.com. Go to youtube.rollforcombat.com, and of course, do check out Jason's com, where he goes over every single episode at rollforcombat.com. And of course, do check out the Discord channel, where you can chat with us and play games at discord.rollforcombat.com. Everything rollforcombat.com, except battlesuit.com, which is totally different. How about that? Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's exciting
0: episode.
2: As long as Darius and Tingwheelie are good, we'll, we'll stay and cut down whatever's in there and see if there's humanoid bodies. And if so, we can try and drag them back to town so that they can get a proper burial.
0: Vanessa Hoskins is playing Alhara Varus a half-elf gymnast swashbuckler. That is very good. Rob Pontius is playing Ataran, a human witch of curses.
2: I mean, someone's got to do it.
1: All right. Ping will go with the circus with Darius. Darius and Ping, he starts talking to you about various acts you guys can do together. He's, he's very excited. Hap is a Hap pack on Darius. Riley's just following along, whimpering the whole time, worried and like crying because Hap is...
3: He's such a good boy.
0: Lauren Sig is playing Hap, a human fire elementalist sorcerer. Hap's all frozen. He's all worried, and his tail's between his legs, and
1: he's trying to he's trying to lick Hap, and he's hes hes terrified. Uh-huh. And finally, we have Alhara and Atron. What are they doing? Ooh.
2: We're going to go get corpses out of a giant spider web. Okay, yeah.
1: you go into the webbing, but romantically.
2: Very romantic.
1: How romantic?
2: We're going to romantically remove corpses from a spider web.
1: There's... A lot of things in the spider web. All of them appear to be either inside cocoons. Oh. Like, you know how they, they cocooned them? Oh, yeah. Or there's just lots of pieces of disintegrated flesh, bones, and other items on the ground that were obviously eaten and disintegrated by acids. Ooh. There's nothing of value in there. But on the web itself, which is gargantuan, it has lots of what do you think are bodies inside spider pods. What do you do? Or they could be eggs. Who knows?
2: I mean, they could be.
1: I'm glad you split the party. Yeah, <laughs> no. Because now it's good. Now it's, now it's fair.
2: Yeah, now it's good. Can we identify from the shape of the cocoons if there's a body in there or if it's like a sack of spider egg?
1: Sure. Give me some perception checks or nature checks. Either one. Either ones will work.
2: Wow, great That one! Thanks, Alhara. You're like, oh,
1: look at this. There's fifteen bodies in this oh, web. Boy. Yeah, that's a great net one.
4: I got a twenty five for my nature.
1: Atron's like I only count fourteen dead bodies.
4: We can cut these down. It's going to take a little time. Uh R? But watch out for any other inhabitants, maybe?
2: Sh- sure. Sure. So well, Hara will climb up in the trees and whatever she needs to to get over to the web and try and cut the various bodies down. And then once they've thumped to the ground, I assume none of them can be alive. I suppose they could be alive. Maybe we should be careful. So she'll try to slit open and at least peek into each cocoon as she goes along first to see if there's a live body or a dead body. Hey, are you alive in there? Ah, well, I mean, if it's dead, then we don't have to be careful, right? You just yeah. cut it out of the web and let it crash to the ground. Yep. But if there if there's someone alive in there, like then we got to be careful because we want to keep them alive. They could be like hap where they've just been paralyzed for hours and are just being held, you know, until the spider gets hungry again.
1: You climb up, the web is, there's sticky parts, obviously, but you think you figured out where the sticky ones are and where the non-sticky ones. Otherwise, this is like climbing a giant jungle gym. And the spider web is, like, stunningly strong and can easily hold your weight, no problem, since the spider probably weighed three tons and was on the web. Right. Mm. You find one, you need a very sharp knife to cut through the webbing, and as you do, and you get through, and you peek in, you're like, Hey, are you alive? and literally just dissolved goo pours out of the hole, burning the ground. Oof. And you realize, probably not this one.
2: Yeah, not not that one. It
1: looks like you just opened up a cauldron of nasty sick.
2: hmm
1: Take a body, dip it in acid, mix thoroughly, and that's what you just got. Gross. Do you want to, like, put your hand in and see if you can no. find any treasure? Uh-huh.
2: We're going to let it drain, and then I'll cut the sack and let it go to the ground, and we'll, we'll wait till the acid neutralizes before searching through it, poking it around with a random stick from the forest. Fourteen left. One down. Fourteen to go. <laughs> oh my god, are we going to do all these individually? <laughs>
1: Or, you know, fire. Just set them all on fire and who the hell knows.
2: No, we're going to cut them down. Because if there's anyone alive in there, we got to rescue them. Okay.
1: Yep. This is going to take a few hours. It's
2: going to take a couple hours, but that's the process.
1: Okay. The process is you continuously cut them open and you keep finding, what should we call them? <laughs> goose sacks. Goose Goose sacks. Mm. You keep finding goose Some more digested than others. One of them looks pretty recent. And this one, of all the ones, all the others are just goose sacks. And whatever was in there is gone. Like if they had stuff, even magic stuff, whatever, gone. But one of the goose seems to be pretty fresh. And oh. there's a half elf dead in there. And
2: Definitely dead.
1: Its equipment is still fairly
2: intact. Yay! 26 on medicine how how recently dead like uh, by a couple days i'm just wondering if this is someone anyone will have recognized like a day oh geez yeah all right well let's definitely try and lower the half elf down carefully
1: it's dead i mean this thing is like
2: hey you're gonna be okay
1: you're gonna be okay and there's like no leg and you're like okay you're, you're not gonna be
2: okay i don't know i'm feeling like okay but yeah like a barely dead corpse is like i don't know i i'd still prefer to try and return this poor elf intact
1: sure sure Okay, you you lower the top half down, and then you lower the bottom half down. Yep. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's still fairly intact, and yeah, the other ones, there's just puddles of goo. There's nothing left to discern what or if was in there. And some of them, you could tell, were definitely not humanoid. There was definitely animals and other creatures in there, so...
4: Autron will try to collect some pieces off the Goliath spider like they normally do, and some samples okay. of these things as well. Sure. Fun samples, yeah.
1: Spider hairs. Okay. Well, do you look at the dead half elf?
2: Yes, we examine the dead half elf. We cut them completely out of the cocoon that they were in, and just try and figure out to Do they have an ID? What's their driver's license say? Yeah, autron
4: will we'll look over their equipment. Disintegrated. All of their
1: gear is disintegrated except for one thing, which looks like it has some damage to it,
2: but it's what's it? What is it? Relatively intact. What is it?
1: What is it? You have a composite longbow made of flexible white wood with ornate twisting designs carved into its surface. And as well, you see a talisman affixed to the longbow, a little corpse of a tiny bat bound in papyrus. That is what you see.
2: Atron, what do you make of these?
4: Mm, Well, the longbow looks like it's made for those that are strong, but I will study them for magic. This talisman is probably enchanted, and Atron will take some time looking them over to identify. Sure.
0: Ungoliant 8 Legolas. Rob Tremarco is playing Darius Varus, a half-elf monk of the mountain style.
1: Okay, you identify this bow, and then you look at the little mummified bat. And, ooh, okay, you figured it out. Bartok, no! There you go. It's a bow with a bat.
4: Bow bat. Bow bat. Bat bow. This bow is enchanted. Uh, Yes, you whisper to it the command. It is called an oath bow, and you can swear you're going after one particular creature to destroy it. It will um, hurt it more, and... Help you to track it down. It is quite strong, but it only works once a week. Once you do that, the talisman uh, it lets you kind of fight in the dark as if you were blind, but it does not last long—about a minute.
2: That seems handy.
4: Yes, you will have to be very good at searching and studying your surroundings in order to use it. I.e. out of character, you have to be a master in perception. Got it. But these are good. I don't know that we want to keep the bow, but we can talk to the others. I hope Hap is doing okay now.
2: I mean, I know how to use a bow. It's just, I don't know. Seems kind of boring.
4: Wait, weren't we thinking you needed something to fight the range?
2: I mean, I have this dagger and she pulls it out and throws it into a tree and it flies.
4: Okay, if you can use the bow, you're going to keep it. Yes, yes. What? Things are going to start flying and we need you to be able to shoot them.
2: What if I just jump up really high? in the air and like swat him out of the air.
4: Mm. Um, the bow will have a much farther range, but maybe. It's it's worth keeping then, though, I think.
2: Oh, you mean something that's way up in the air, like Hap goes way up in the air sometimes.
4: Yeah, what if it was like 200 feet away?
2: I mean, if it was just 200 feet away, I could run at it really fast.
4: No, I mean like up.
2: I don't know, I guess I'd have to squint to see it, but okay, okay, you've made your point. Okay. A bow would be handy.
4: Yes, I, I thought this was a problem we hit before. Okay, yes, um, well, we, we will talk with the others. I do not want to make this for them
2: yeah bow doesn't really go with my style but i guess we're are more of adventurers now than we are circus performers
4: i think that is becoming a necessity all
2: right maybe i should practice with this a little bit i guess you've convinced me
4: i mean if you don't want a plus two striking composite longbow
1: that's fine yeah it's badass yeah that's no, super
2: cool <laughs> <laughs> probably plus two
1: i mean how many plus twos do you have oh that's right you don't have any zero and striking
2: well it's not a greater striking. it's not
1: greater striking And it's made by elves. And when when you shoot the bow, it whispers in elvish defeat and horrible things to the enemies. I love it. It talks to the bad guys.
2: Honestly, that's kind of creepy. I love it. You motherfucker. What? You're gonna
1: gonna die so bad. Do I understand elvish now? (laughs) Fuck you.
5: Oh my god, you're gonna get an arrow in the goddamn
4: face. Ah, my face!
1: An arrow in the knee, No.
4: Oh yeah. No, it just says elf things Like, if I wait a few decades, you'll be dead anyway Oh, just give you shade and elven? Yeah, it's just a really shady, snarky elf Like, oh, I don't <laughs> like you, but in a hundred years You'll be dead and I'll still be here oh, Do you
5: call that armor where you're from? Yikes Our Ooh. children are already better fighters than you oh. are after 60 years
2: mm-hmm.
5: Looks like you've aged 40 years since I began this sentence you.
2: <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that Do all Elves lay eggs speak like stop it. Alan Rickman,
5: I think a lot of them speak has, has, well, well, has, well, like very whispery. Uh,
4: <laughs> hell, 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 so hell.
2: I was just thinking, like, they're so long lived, they don't they're not in a hurry to get any words out.
4: Don't like ants? We speak elvish, at least. Darius does. You're half-elf.
2: Yeah, no, we definitely speak Elvish.
5: And then when we speak it, I think it's very whispery and flowy. Funny, he doesn't look Elvish. It's like... (laughs) Oh,
2: so maybe it's more like they just take a paragraph to say what could be done with a sentence.
5: Make it flowery. They're
2: like, how old are you? When I was born, the world was yet small and awake. It was in the midday when the sun was just past the mountain peaks, casting shadow across our land, and the children would play in the yard... What fucking time? What what is your birthday?
4: Every human that the Oathbow would have hunted is already dead now. When do do
5: we attack, (gasps) Elven Commander? We attack when the golden rays of the sun hit the gates of... You mean the morning? Yes. Okay.
4: Three generations of goblins have come and gone.
1: (laughs) you know what we call that we call that robert jordan syndrome oh anyone's read the wheel of time you know what i mean he would go on and explain a room and it would take like 10 pages and then they entered the room you're like oh my god stop writing make things happen stop explaining
2: the power of the english language is in its verbs people doing things is interesting all right. Hey, so is this just a plus two striking long composite bow, or is it like a special named bow?
1: It's an oath bow. It's named. Oath bow. Oath bow, yes. Oh, no,
5: it's an oath bow, but its name is like Goblin Putter.
1: No, it doesn't have a name. It's you swear an oath to destroy one creature you see, and then for the next seven days, till that creature is slain, you're attacked with the bow. Against that creature deal an extra one D six additional damage and you get a plus two bonus survival to track it. And your critical hits against a target gets the Bow's critical specialization effect. That's pretty sweet. And it increases the DC at the athletics check to escape when critically hit to DC twenty.
2: That's good, because the bow one sucks, and 20 is still super low for this level. So basically, it is like, you get this crit effect that does nothing, and if you already get it, it's slightly less bad, but still pretty terrible.
1: Once you declare your oath, you have to wait a week before you can declare another oath.
2: Yeah, so it's fine.
1: But if you kill the creature you've sworn an oath against. And the oath ends. You only need to wait ten minutes before you can activate it yeah, again.
2: Yeah, that's fine. So yeah, it just it's like you get it for a week and you can't change it. But if you finally kill it, no,
1: no, no, no. You can you can swear an oath against. This seems broken, but you can swear an oath against no. the creature. Attack and get the extra damage and then wait 10 minutes and do it again.
2: uh, Yeah, but I think what it's also designed for is, you know, Mistress Dusklight or something. We're like, okay, I swear an oath against Mistress Dusklight. And then to find her and whatever, you get that plus two bonus.
1: Well, this is where it gets weird. You have to swear an oath to destroy one creature that you can see. Oh, that is weird. So if they get away,
2: (laughs) you can track them down easier? No, that makes sense. That's kind of cool.
5: Is it like a
1: simulated
5: ranger ability?
2: Kind of.
1: No, but like you can only do it. You have to see them and then... Yeah, this looks a little OP because like you can then keep using it.
2: It's similar to a ranger ability. Well, the ranger hunt prey, you can determine your prey with an action. So you can just be like, hey, you're my prey. And then you get bonuses. This is similar is is the only thing. It doesn't do the exact same stuff, but it it Mm -hmm. does a lot of the same stuff. All right. Yeah. So that bow is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. The downside of it is we can't pull off the plus two rune and replace it with a plus one because it's an unnamed special magic item. Yeah, it's
4: a special thing.
5: Can we just suck off the plus two? That sounded bad.
4: (laughs) That sounded dirty. Nope. I mean, I'm good, Rob, but I'm not that good.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. I'm that good. (laughs) Oh my god. I just ate three gourmet gelt and they were delicious. Like you ordered this giant box from Brooklyn and they're like legit delicious Mm. guilt. And
5: from where in Brooklyn?
2: It's not stamped on the foil or nothing. So I don't know, but I could go look. Well, you know, I'm
5: always looking for a new delivery of delicious foods. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I can, I can try to find out from her.
0: Yeah, if you find out. But she was
2: like, oh yeah, I researched and special ordered and these are like the best ones in the city and I had them shipped and blah, blah, blah. And she got this giant box of them because she was going to give them away to her students and then, I don't know, just decided that she hated her students and didn't. I'm not sure.
5: <laughs> well, it's better you keep it for yourself.
2: Yeah. So we've just been eating it for like a month and a half now and it's... There's a lot. So I was just picking out on that during the break. i was just thinking like, Alhaha oh, has four different weapons on her now. I probably should consider consolidating.
5: But they're all... They're very different... And for different situations, you know?
2: Mm. But, like, the pick, the only reason it's cool, like, it's wounding, that's kind of cool. But the only reason I really, really like it is that it It's cold iron. It's cold iron, yeah. So I'm like, can I just take the cold iron and make it into a dagger? Because I will replace...
5: Oh, like, make a returning cold iron dagger. I that, Yeah, that would be cool.
2: Exactly. I'd rather have a returning cold iron dagger instead. And then I that's one less weapon that I have to carry around. And part of me... And you know what? Patreons who are listening, I would like your input on this. Part of me feels like the fantasy around Alhara, the theme, is that she is a bow staff wielding acrobat with like her big old balancing bow staff, and she fights with it, and that's that's part of her shtick. But part of me also is really enjoying, like, the throwing dagger and stabbing with it and stuff. And I'm just not sure if I should specialize in one of the other and ditch, ditch the other one. Like, I don't I don't know.
5: What you're doing with Alhara and these weapons are very flavorful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, what you've done to the dagger feels great for the character. It's not like you're making an exception because, oh, I like the way this works. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. mechanically, you're changing things. It's like, mechanically and thematically, it fits for Alhara. And I think it's good. Like, a throwing dagger comes that's super cool you know okay
2: my
3: original hat build had nothing to do with a dog i mean the pick certainly is not on theme yeah
2: the pick isn't on theme and the bow kind of isn't on theme and so if i could get rid of the pick i think i'd be happy enough because i just want to keep a cold iron weapon around but yeah so the pick i'm not super happy about the bow we just got is like useful in the build and it's a cool bow but I'm, I'm trying to just, I'm trying to learn to love it, I guess.
5: Give it a minute, you know.
2: I had to learn getting
3: water powers thrust upon me. You can figure out a bow. No,
5: that's different. That's different.
3: Not really. That's worse. No, it's not.
5: It's just you've been granted a gift by some god.
1: Again, you can you can forsake that whenever you want.
3: My whole thing is, look, I'm made out of fire. And suddenly here's, no, 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 you're also a bucket of water.
1: Okay. You find the bow. You find the bat. You find the bow bat. The bat bow. Batman, Batwoman, Bat-Bat. Bat-Person? Sure. We're not Bat-Bat. Can't a bat be a bat?
5: There is a Bat-Bat. There you go. I think in some cartoon. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum, we have Darius Hap, Riley, and a very, very annoying little friend. i tell you, though.
5: I'm used to those.
1: You have this tendency of picking up annoying little friends.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I like how you're passing the buck on us for making these people annoying. I didn't
1: pass the buck. <laughs> I think it's written that way. It's not my fault. Those fae. They're fae. What do you expect? So do you want me to show you his act? No. Yeah.
4: We should be surprised later.
1: Well, you guys never really use that stuff anymore, so... There he is, Master of the Skies. Ping Teeley, the world's most entertaining pixie, performs loops and spins and fires colorful arrows to delight and amaze. Ooh. Level 10. He's the same level as you.
4: I'm picking up, like, real Johnny Weir vibes. (laughs) Yeah. But with short hair.
1: Plus 18 acrobatics in performance. How about that?
4: Oh, sweet. Well, the Master of the Skies can, when we have higher level people, can become our announcer. Maybe. Just like Johnny Ware became figure skating announcer.
1: Anyhow, the whole way back, Hap says nothing. And Darius... Darius, what do you do? Mm. You have a Hap who's usually always talking, always doing something, always busy on your back.
5: Well, I'm going to get to Hap's hammock and make her comfortable in it. You know, if her arm is up at a weird angle, I'm going to put pillows under there. So maybe the muscles won't get too fatigued in flexing so tightly for this long and then make her comfortable. And hopefully if there's nothing I can do, I'll just going to stay with her and make her not so we're not alone. Myself and Riley.
1: Okay. It's awfully quiet. Riley sits at Hap's feet, whimpering, crying, worried about her master. Darius just sits there, listening to Ping... Talk to you. Ping is not in here endlessly the whole time. You hear him outside. Hey, hey, what you doing in there? What you doing? Hey, hey, you got to show me around. Introduce me to people. Hey, what are you doing? You know, I, hold, I have lots of hold things. Hold on, Pin. Oh, okay. I'm going to hold in on. In a minute. In a minute. Okay. Happen's
5: having some problems. Okay,
1: a minute. Up oh, after a minute. Okay, a minute's passed. All right, come on. <laughs> we're we going. You said we're going. Come on. Hurry up. Let's go, go.
5: Who's around in the circus? Can I call someone over? Well, you guys
1: are traveling. So,
5: oh 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 no oh, so we haven't gotten to the circus yet
1: The circus you did, you ever you got to town this, this was on the way to town like you still have several hours to get to Turpan Oh
5: then that's fine he can yammer all he wants
1: Yeah he's flying with you he's just like hey 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 he's like knocking on the little door
5: when we get to the next place where we can rest and if it's the circus is there it's Steven
2: Yes remind me on the next podcast that I play a character with you I need to play a hyperactive, high pitched, won't shut up character just, just okay. cause to equalize the scales. Right. I just, I really need
4: Didn't to- you already want to play a
1: pixie? I, yeah. I have no problem with that. These are my favorite characters. Lauren want to. I love these characters. Go right ahead.
2: Yeah, okay, okay. That sounds right. Okay, how about I do that? I oh don't I'm going to put this thing on my head yeah, now. I'm going to put this thing on my head
1: Just I'm going go to, to breathe. this oh I'm going you know, to, to break, break it, to you. it. Does it taste any good? I don't it's know. It's going to be hard, hard to do, do it anyway. I What does it taste like? There's nothing stopping you from playing Alhara like that.
2: Oh, self-respect, Stephen. Self-respect is stopping me.
4: Really? Alhara, uh, I've been meaning to have a conversation with you. That's long
1: gone. That's long gone. That's Oh, boy. All right. You guys get to turpin' row ahead of time. Are you going to wait up for Alhara and Atron before you enter town? Or what are you going to do? That's you, Darius.
5: I mean, I want to get Hap into somewhere where we can get her
1: comfortable. Well, she's already pretty comfortable. She's in her hammock at the circus? Yeah, well, in, in her you have wagons, remember? These the yeah, wagons. the wagon. Oh, she they has they have have her own hands. apartment wagon. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I don't want to leave her alone. Oh, no, you're with her the whole time while the wagon's going, and then you figure out, oh, that's how she keeps her pillow from catching on fire. It's made of asbestos. <laughs> that makes sense.
3: She really likes her little her little wagon cart and she shares it with her dad, so like it's, it's a really nice little setup she's got. Oh
1: well, that's right, the dad could take care of her. Well, as you arrive at Turban Row after that big spider fiasco. Hap you're no longer paralyzed. You wake up, you can breathe, you can move, you can sing, you can dance right <gasps> as you get to the town.
3: You
2: can leave your friends behind.
3: Her first words will just be I was never scared, Darius. I knew you'd take care of me.
1: I'm glad. And then Riley jumps up on top of you and starts licking your face like crazy.
3: (laughs) Oh, come here, buddy. Oh, you're my buddy.
1: And it starts, like, like going nuts because he was so worried about you.
3: I give him so many pets and so many kisses.
1: Anyhow, so Hap is awake. Darius, good job. Riley, very happy. And then you hear, hey, is she awake? Is she awake? See, I told you she'd be okay. I told you, I knew it. I knew it. He's just looking in the window the whole time. It's like, I told you she would be fine. See? Pin knows all. <laughs> With that, do you wait or do you go into town? What do you do? You have no idea how far away they are.
5: We're just going to wait the circus for them to show up.
1: Okay. You wait and wait and wait. Atra and Alhara, after a few hours and you find what you find, do you go back to the circus or you just leave and, like, you know. You're like, huh, we're, we're done with this. We're, we're, this adventure, we're, we're out of here.
2: No, we're finding the others. We're going to show them what we found. And we also have this, like, apparently two halves of an elf body that we want to take to the town and see if anyone knows who this is.
1: Okay. There you go.
2: This is your chance to go see the world, though. You could go to Varizia. You could go
3: to the land of the Lindorm Kings. No one would know better.
2: Hey, Atran, what if we sell this very expensive looking bow and just get out of here and stopping adventures and leave the aisles altogether, run away together?
4: That has a lot of appeal, but uh, I think we have to help some people first.
2: We could just settle on a, little, on a little chateau and a small island, just the two of us live out the rest of our days and roll up new characters to join the circus.
1: No, that's not how it works. If you're gone, you're gone forever.
2: Oh, okay. Never mind. Let's stick around. Let's stick around. I still want to see how this story turns out.
1: Okay, there you go. You show up. By now, it's getting dark. But you can tell there's something going on in this town. It is... It is a party Party town. I mean, you know that there's something going on. But as you actually approach the town, something odd occurs. Is that the forest near this town has clearly been cleared through logging. Mm. And... It looks like this area has very strangely not been regrowing. Like you can see where the trees further out, some of them were like regrowing, but it looks like wherever the trees were cut down, there's still stumps there. this is going on for a couple of miles. And then right around the town itself, it's surrounded by shrubby open country rather than tall trees. And you can see, like, the remnants of a mighty forest. This looks like it was in the middle of a huge, dense forest. But the remnants of that forest are long, long gone. Do you go into town it's like dusk
2: yeah of course so patreons pixie or leshy when i come back as an annoying character just to piss off steven once he kills alhara
1: it won't piss me off it might well I'll just keep muting you you can't talk that much because it's <laughs> gonna mess up the podcast no
2: nah, that's true i i'm too much of a professional for that so far we have one vote for pixie alan hasn't voted do, do, do. i guess that's all who's connected i thought rogue was here but i guess i guess he had to leave Shuni, ah, don't I have to be a pug? I'd more likely be a kitsune, so I could be a fox person. Fox person! Kitsune cutie! You know, we know how you like those anthropomorphic animals. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, it's just funny. So I was like, I- I'm gonna put non-humanoid humanoids in the story and then I'll get shit for it. I do want to know what you really like. Now I'm intrigued. Although this is not where I thought this conversation was going to go, and and honestly, Rob P is going to be sad to have missed it. Play <laughs> a Shuni like a lab. I'd play a Shuni like a golden retriever, which is basically the same way I would play like a pixie or something. Probably just play another human. No, I'm just kidding. i would probably play a Leshy. Leshy, you're fun. I actually had an idea for a Leshy that works pretty well with the storyline too. Well, like so fighters are badass. So I thought about being a fighter, but I was also thinking about what if you're like the leshy champion that like chases down people that are, you know, from Absalom that are trying to dump waste into the forest and stuff like that. And like, you're kind of just the environmental protector anyway. And then all of this junk is going down with the Zolgaths and the stones and screwing up the environment. Yeah, like a Ghostra champion, yeah. So the leshy is like, I'm gonna fix this and find, you know through the grapevine hears that this other group of heroes from the circus are... Hoping to take care of this problem. But yeah, that was the idea. It was just doing a, like, a fleshy fighter. I was thinking if we had a rogue in the group, I could do a freehand one. Because it's so easy to set up. Flat-footed. Yeah, fighters are so fun.
1: Okay, you show up to Turpin Row. You can tell that there is a huge festival going on. People, as you know, started the Stump Festival. The celebration of the local lumber industry. And there is a lot going on. It looks like they're having the time of their lives. Lots of lumberjacks, lots of timber, lots of celebrations and things going on. It's a little confusing, but this place is having a pate. What do you do? Let's party.
3: I feel like we should just bring the party, you know? We should lead with performance checks as we come into town.
4: We ran into someone last time. That encouraged us to come here because of more deaths, if I recall. Not to bring down the party, but I am. Who was that? Was that Hanley? Maybe. Uh, you guys got notes? Hopefully you check
1: them. Yeah.
2: My notes are named Steven. Hey, Steven.
1: Oh, God damn it. What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Who Who was it that told us that there was, like, people dying in Turpin Row?
1: You heard rumors. That there were some weird deaths going on in Turpin Row.
2: Yeah, those rumors.
1: Weird deaths. Right. It might have been from the Shuny. I Actually, I don't remember either. But you did hear rumors that there's been odd deaths going on here. But there's been odd deaths everywhere. Yeah. Right? Castanley had deaths. Yeah. Carrick's had deaths. Madden Cleave had deaths. Wherever you go, death follows. Maybe it's you
3: that's the problem. Uh-oh. You guys are really bringing this party down. I'm going to throw a fireball in the air. Whoa. Okay. You throw a fireball in the air. And I'll even put an extra action on it to inspire courage. So it's like a fireworks fireball. Okay.
1: Everyone is terrified because this whole place is made of wood. It's a festival of wood. Bringing fire into a wood festival. (laughs) Big mistake. They're like... (gasps) Fire, fire,
3: fire. They're like, start screaming, fire, fire. Like, what did you do? What did you do? I can put it like, uh, I can put it hundreds of feet in the air. Yeah, 100 feet up. And you're going to say, like, if it was terrifying? You didn't say that. You didn't say that. It's raining ashes on him. I'm going to throw it max distance up in the air like I normally do.
1: Oh, now you do.
3: Too late. They're worried. They're all like, I assumed freaking it. Freaking out by fire. Freaking out. Fear not, my friends, for the party is here, and I'll roll performance as the circus rides into town.
1: Ooh. Oh, God.
3: Only a 34.
1: Nice. Yeah, they're all like, "Uh Uh ah, but we already have a festival. There's not room for two. We've been playing this for months. This is all we have. And everyone's like, not impressed. And suddenly... 34 doesn't impress them.
3: They're not impressed with the 34?
1: No. No! No! No. not at all. Okay. Wow. with that, a dour dwarf runs up to you. It's like, what is this? What are you doing? Are you trying to steal our festival from our people? Why are you here? Are you trying to steal our thunder?
2: Are you trying to you know how important this festival is to our town? We planned this All year long. Uh, just burn the village down. Just burn it down.
3: All year long. No, no, I'm actually going to. Don't worry, good friend. We're not here to steal the festival. Once all the stalls are closed and the goods have been sold, many of your townsfolk can come and see our incredible wonders at the Circus of Wayward Wonders. And I'll cast another spell in Thrall. All creatures within 120 feet are fascinated by my words.
4: Oh, she's doubling down. She's doubling down. Okay, good
1: job. The dwarf looks at you and says, "Great, great. This is awesome. We love it. You can open up your circus in two weeks' time when the festival is over. Because okay. we're all planned out. This is great. I'm I'm very excited to have you here. I'm very happy you're here. We really want a circus after the festival's over.
3: So I guess what you're saying is all the fans that are following us." You don't really want them to come here and spend their money?
1: We have all the fans, and there's thousands of people at this festival.
4: What is your name, sir?
1: I'm Commissioner Eichner. I'm the leader of the town council, and in charge of Turpin Row and the festival. more like. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Your circus is great, but it's going to draw attention away from the Turpin Festival. And we need the income. Things have been Hard here, hard. We are not getting any lumber. None of our trees are growing back. We need every coin we can get. And everyone here is spending. They're
3: spending
1: on us. I can't have you take away even a copper of income from us.
4: We, we understand. We wouldn't open for some time anyway, and we can wait after the festival. We um, are happy to help participate, and we want to look into some of the problems going on around to see what we can help with.
1: Okay, that sounds great. Yes. Sure, if you want to spend your coin here.
4: Totally, yes.
1: But none of you can participate. You have to, it's only open to what? lumberjacks and loggers.
2: We can't participate in
3: the festival? No. You can't take any copper from us. Oh my gosh. Let's And you can't give us any copper. No, no. You can spend. No, you can
2: spend as much as you want. Let's burn this whole town down. Let's just do it. I'd like to I'd like to just change the G in my alignment to an E and just burn the city <laughs> to the <laughs> ground. I am so annoyed. Look. Look.
1: Look. The rule is very simple, and then you see, like, a big sign that says the rules. The Stump Festival is open only to Turpin Row loggers and their families. Rule two, others are not allowed to participate, but you can enjoy the spectacle of it. You can witness deeds of daring. You can witness logging competitions. You can witness all the coolness that has to do with... With trees, and logging, and Cabin? wood, and no, food, yes. furniture.
5: Is, is there any themed beers for this
1: logging festival? Oh, that's where you could take place. And you look around, it's just like, it's like Oktoberfest here. There's nothing yeah. but beer and food and long tables of people eating and drinking. And I have a beer mug that's made out of a hollowed-out stump with a handle on it. You, like, look over, and he's like, You mean this? And there's, like, an entire, like, booth dedicated to just that. Just, just... I'm gonna buy some. Various mugs made out of various tree stumps. Some big as your chest. Oh,
5: I'm definitely buying the biggest one.
4: Kids and Kellyanne would be impressed.
1: Caden and he's our favorite god.
4: Darius
5: will go over to the, the mug booth and and pick out a couple.
1: Not only that, they will take the mugs, and then while you wait, they'll, like, carve your name in it. You know, like a hat at Disney World, Ooh. like the Mickey ears.
5: Oh, yes. Yes, I want that. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And they'll even, like, carve your picture in it. They'll do all this cool carvings. Because they're all masters of wood here.
4: Maybe while we wait <laughs> to open up the circus, we will... Um,
1: I, I said it. I said it.
4: Look into anything. We have heard of some trouble on the way here. So maybe in that time, we will look into this for you. Shh.
3: Shh. Yeah, we could do that. Or we could advertise. Shh.
2: Shh. Don't talk about trouble. What are you doing? There's a whole lot of trouble happening, is what we heard. And since we're powerful adventurers, we thought we could help. But if you just want us to take your wood, then I guess that's what we can do.
1: Mm. Okay, that sounds good to me. (laughs) That sounds... Hey, you have a lot of people here, and I can see a lot of coin. I'll tell you, you spend here, and we'll do our best to promote your circus in two weeks' time. How's that sound?
4: Where did I put my jar of termites?
3: Hold on, this sounds like official talk, and I'll summon a tent around us. All right, so you're saying that if oh, we Jesus. partake of this festival, you'll help promote our circus?
1: Yes. In fact, that sounds like a great idea. We can, we can extend the festival for another few days while your circus goes on. I mean, it only goes on for two weeks.
3: Well, that sounds pretty good to me.
4: And we will not bring up any of the difficulties.
3: Uh, what what what? What are you? Are, you, are you? I don't understand.
1: Are you circus folk? Are you adventurers? Oh, we ask ourselves this question
4: very often recently.
1: You're adventurers? So you help with things like this. Like if I told you some mysterious people died in like weird ways, you would be able to do something about that? We have heard about this.
4: We are investigating. Also, there are Zolgas in the lands. Yes.
1: What else do you do? What other mysterious acts do you have? Like, I don't know. It looks like you seem to be able to do everything. Can you fix the bridge over there? You know, it needs some masonry work. Maybe you can do that.
4: I could. Really? Yes.
1: Wow. But
4: we should focus on, you know, fixing the land and restoring its growth. I don't know. We need that bridge fixed pretty bad, I'll tell you. We will be here for some time. I am happy to help your people.
1: Oh. All right. We'll get together the list of list of things that need fixed in town. You guys are one-stop shopping, I tell you. You fix problems. You're a circus. You spend money. We're not so bad after all.
4: We are good for your local um, economy. I was going to say farms and growth, but yes.
1: No, it's economy. We want cash, gold, coin. Okay.
4: Moolah, mooch. Have you heard of Abadar? cheese.
1: Abadar? I love Abadar. And he pulls out a big medallion. There we go.
4: (laughs) There it is. I thought so.
1: Right next to my Kane and one.
4: We will have to travel northeast to the tower. Have you heard anything about it?
1: Tower? Why are you going to the tower?
4: Mm, the old you forest tower? may not want to know.
1: You're right. I don't want to know. All right.
4: If you haven't heard anything of it, then do not worry. We will. Okay,
1: then we won't.
4: We will attend to it.
1: I got a lot of things going on. So what it says so you can... Here, look. Here. Go to... Go to the local... Uh... Where would you go? Hold on.
4: Go to the local... XXX replace. No, I'm just looking. All
1: right, I mean, you know, there there's some there's some deaths and some things going on.
4: You are don't you sure?
1: Are you sure, people? Uh, give me a resume. Tell me what you've done for other people. Uh, uh, prove your worth. Uh, give me a little. Give me a little background. Uh, uh, I just met you for the first time. Who, who, I, I presume you seem to know what you're doing. You seem big and strong and mighty, and you have a huge following. And I, I presume you can you can help us out. But uh, uh, convince me.
5: So and he's like what how, can you prove to us and I come over and I, I have bought personalized mugs for all of us. There's one for you and it has a strap you can hang it from your belt.
2: Thanks brother.
5: And you, and one for 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 Alhara, one for Hap, only only drink juice out of this app, only juice. And and Ataran is one for you. you, as long as
2: it's well fermented.
5: No, just regular juice, apple juice. And then
2: I'm stage whispering where Darius can't hear me.
5: Oh, oh. I thought we'd say Trish bring to me. <laughs> and, and and I have one and it just really it's just a big like a small bathtub for a for a dog. But that's how much beer I want. So here you go, everybody. Happy festival. Anyway, yes, we're adventurers and we drink. Can I help you? I'm Darius.
1: Okay, I guess that's good enough. <laughs> good.
4: <laughs> we have fought we have restored growth at Old place from the Wellspring Tower. We we have discovered corruption, we we have fought dangerous beasts, we have helped the people of Castanley with the cabbages. We we have we have helped wherever we go, and we wish to continue doing so. Oh
1: fine. Fine. Alright, well keep keep this on the doubt low. I don't want to be starting a panic here. And technically these people were not employees of the Arbarth Consortium so it doesn't really affect me and the town matters but if you can help out with them can't be a bad thing so two people Harper Fye and Miss Landry they, they just died they just appeared to be murdered recently how did they die though well Harper was the town drunk and you know a completely harmless layabout and Miss Landry. She was a real cheery woman who waited Terry's at Turpin Rose's busiest Tavern, the Stumpin' and Chow. And they were both discovered in similar ways? Two mornings apart. They were stone dead, just east of town, with pools of blood running from their noses, and deep knife wounds. Oh, no.
2: Knife wounds? Stabbed where, though?
1: They were stabbed, like, all over their bodies. Yeah, oh. I mean, it was obviously they were murdered. I mean... You know.
2: Right. Mm, interesting.
1: And uh we even had the bodies buried here in Turban Row rather than sending them over to Carrick for opera vanity services. But uh there were some rumors going on that there was these like monsters wandering the forest at night, killing people, so everyone's been really careful and sticking to the town at night, no one's going out. Uh, any time past dusk. And anyhow, this happened right before the festival. So it's so been keeping everybody's mind off of it. All questions have sort of disappeared. And then, oof, it's a good thing the festival started. Otherwise, we could have had a panic going on. But yeah, if you can figure out who murdered those two, I'd be uh, mighty obliged to yeah.
5: you. Well, we did just kill giant spiders in the forest. So if that
1: was a problem, that's fixed.
4: Cool. But I don't think that is this.
1: That is not this. those no. no. so spiders were wielding knives. Probably not.
4: No. No. And it's not related to other... Has there been any other deaths of people without blood or obvious wounds?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, mean, I guess you can ask around a little. These are only two that I'm aware of, and these were just happened a few days ago.
4: We will ask discreetly. But, uh, yes, we will look into this. The nose thing is reminding me of something.
1: Yeah, I mean, um...
2: Huh.
1: Oh, I actually know that German Hendrik, he's uh, the elderly priest of Abadar and he's also the local tax collector, and, you know, his office is in Carrick, and he's here at the Stump Festival.
4: Yes, I want to talk to him.
1: Oh, well, good luck, because he's, uh, <laughs> he's having a really good time right now, so, uh, doubt he's gonna want to talk business with you anytime soon, but you can try.
3: Oh, he'll make time for us. Thank you. Uh, I
1: don't know about that, unless you, uh, have some coin to spend. Speaking of which, you better have all your taxes and forms and papers ready for him because he's going to see all profit that you've occurred while you're here in the Grange.
3: Wait, he's going to try to audit us?
1: Yeah, that's his job. He's the tax collector for the Swartlands. And if you haven't noticed right now, we're in dire straits. So he's going to try to get every penny he can from you.
2: I wonder how much the services of adventurers would be considering the types of threats we've faced. It's definitely a write-off. At the very least,
5: we haven't gotten paid to do that. To do
1: this, yeah, that's all. That's all pro bono, what I hear.
2: But still, sounds like a taxable donation to me, or something. Pro
1: bono—that's your problem. He's going to want to see all the tax receipts to see how much money you've been making on that circus, because I'm sure it's
2: mighty profitable.
4: I have been doing our accounting, <laughs> no. so I will speak to him.
2: Oh, Harleen's over to Darius. Oh, we could just kill him.
4: Uh, well... We have experience with the clergy of Abadar. We, we will know what to do.
1: Well, anyhow, uh, I-, I got a lot to attend to. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, there's nowhere good for you to set up, because as you can see, everything's taken up by the festival, and everywhere around here is, like, filled with tons and tons of stumps. So probably in the next two weeks, I'll get you a plot of land, and you're going to have to clear all the stumps, so good luck with that.
4: Okay, we will look for any strange demonic wolves as well. Sure, if you want. Yep, we are good at this. That is another thing we have done.
2: Okay. Monstrous spiders and demonic wolves.
1: He runs off into the distance as another festival activity is about to start. There's just a
4: lot of things going on. I'm going to go gather information and chat up people who are watching things. Darius will carouse.
3: I really want to steal the show just because this guy's pissed me off. Well, you can't. Hand,
1: but you won't make any money. No,
3: I won't. I won't steal it. <laughs> <devil. laughs> I no, mean,
1: you could do whatever you want, but you're, there's no money to
3: be made. I want to steal it out of spite, Steven, not out of money. Not out of greed. Oh, got it. You still get taxed on that. How do you get... No, hold on. How do you get taxed for money you didn't make? Oh,
1: it happens all the time.
3: I don't think it does, at least not in my tax bracket.
4: In this world, it does. You have to report your projection and then report your earnings. Correct. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then he's projecting when you, you know, based on the performance and people were really amazed, weren't they? Didn't you just cast something that made everyone really excited to see you? Man, that projection, you're going to have to pay estimated tax on that. So that's going to be at least several hundred gold pieces of estimated tax.
3: Well, let's, ju- let's just keep it going. Let's see how high we can get it.
1: And then at the end of the year, when you finally report your income, maybe you'll get a refund. But for now, you have to report projected income.
4: Just no more promising tax-free donations to the Church of Epidar.
1: So you did exactly what you were trying to do, half. Congratulations. People can't wait to see the show. I'm sure you'll make a lot of money good i'll keep it up definitely you better, you better all the
4: money access.
1: what are you doing oh that's right turpin row rumors diplomacy was terrible yes. yes all right you go around everyone's uh, enjoying the festival what else anyone else gonna be walking around enjoying themselves doing whatever things you do
4: my role was terrible oh i'm giving yeah but i'm still gonna give you something thank you it seems to be my uh trend
2: yeah i think alhara does the like rooftop walker thing where she jumps from rooftop to rooftop and walks along the tops of the eaves and things trying to see if she can overhear what's going on what people are talking about
1: cool skull duggery roll let's see
2: rolling for skulls
1: Ooh, wow you got a 42 in your acrobatics so you're really good at jumping around
2: yeah that's true
1: but I don't know what else you got. I'll give you one thing since the other ones were eh. I... Eh. You get eh. an roll. Anyone else? Hap, Darius? Hap, you're starving. Panthers.
5: Darius is yeah, let's 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 eat. Come on, let's go, Hap. You want some, some uh there's a booth down the way that has stump kebabs. It's food on a stick, and then they serve it in a in a stump.
3: That sounds great, big brother, but I have to work. We're here for work.
5: No we're not. Why? What do you mean? Watch. No, no. Do you want to eat?
3: Two weeks from now, come one, come all. Oh, no. Circus of Wayward Wonders. I'm going to advertise. After the festival, the party doesn't stop. People will forget.
1: You know, it it only lasts for one week, but okay.
3: For one week. The advertisements only last for one week? Yeah. 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 All right, well, let's go eat.
1: (laughs) 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 Womp womp. I mean, it works, but they're going to forget in a week. They're
3: going to be like, what was that? What was that thing we were going to go to? Circus of what? Oh, yeah. Something about something a about circus. Man, we love that free show.
1: <laughs> I mean, it works for a week.
3: It's like real life, though.
1: Just like, do you remember anything that happened two weeks ago? No.
3: I don't a- remember anything that happened an hour ago. There you go. See? <laughs> it's like
1: real life. <laughs> so, so, Okay. Time to eat. Eating montage.
4: Montage.
1: Half and Darius and Riley are just stuffing their face with kebabs of various flavors and sizes
3: and types. and God only knows what else. Okay. I've got a funny scene. Imagine that like Darius orders like a steak and it's too big. So I'm just going to blow it up. <laughs> there's chunks of food everywhere and you can eat the chunks.
4: Mm.
5: I would like, um, like there's different, because it's a stump festival, there's different sizes. Like I want um, a quarter stump of soup and I want a, a half stump of just pork and vegetables just inside of a, a large stump, which is just like a stump themed bowl. Cool. I do want a stump themed bowl now.
1: Okay. Everything is made out of wood. And it all tastes delicious, if a bit earthy.
3: Are there any turnips in it? Of course there's turnips. I spit it out. I'm so tired of
2: turnips. Oh my god. So tired of turnips. I figured it would be cabbage, but okay.
1: There's cabbage, there's turnips, there's apples, there's pears, there's almonds... There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of good food in this area. I mean, I mean, they've been having hardships, but they're doing a good job. All right. Let's say I'll say you can even, while you're eating, do some diplomacies and hear some rumors.
3: Okay. And you know, two weeks gives us enough time to go check out the forest tower. There you <laughs> go. Good wow. point. Of time. Hey, I got a 39. I roll it. Oh, well, use my performance because my performance is my diplomacy.
1: Okay. You eat. You have lots of food. You're all full. There's a lot of partying going on. Ahara's back from her midnight stroll on the roofs.
2: Yeah, I am.
1: Hateron, whatever they were doing. But they're they're (laughs) noticing this place is crazy. They're like, they're really into lumberjacking here. Like, there's axes everywhere.
2: But, like, they're okay.
1: Yes, they are okay. They sleep all night and they work all day.
2: Not during the festival, though. No, no during the festival
1: this is not a good place though if you're a lushy i tell you lushy, stay clear
4: yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: anyhow you get all together what do you do
0: you've been listening to roll for combat three ring adventure a pathfinder actual play podcast